This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. to hear me out. Rich Lotta. Rich, it's a slow week. Man, um, it is. What are we do? It is. Um, you know, we gonna do us on the words of the great Rocco. Uh, once said, you know, he's gonna do him. We gonna have to do us this week. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, it's either that or we can just start pulling out guns while we're live on the broadcast. James, is this something you know uh, we, we could do to, you know, provide quality entertainment? I, I hear that's what they're doing out here now. I mean. I don't know if that's what they're doing out there. I know there's one person that's doing it like that. So, John Morant apparently can't be on live without having a gun on on hand and for him to show people that he has a gun in his possession. Like, I was thinking of uh of T.I. Um, big shit stopping, or big shit, t- uh, big shit popping. He's like, I'm something like a stalker. I'll be here with a strap be. Yep. Um... I am trying to find the right, um, the right like chord to hit for this because like I don't want to go over the top and say dummy you shouldn't have guns because I do believe um, that it's well within his right to have guns. I however I also believe that if he wants to get this fucking money, your sacrifice you have to make to get this money, um, and. If that's not what you want to do, then so be it. But don't, but don't cry about why you can't, or don't, or don't, you know, don't, don't be surprised when the money says we don't want you anymore. Um, so I think I, he's playing under an entirely different set of rules than average citizen with their gun, politician with their gun, person that owns a gun to go hunt, person that that doesn't like the thing. It what thing. The gun is like not the problem almost. It's like the rule violation, the lack of understanding, uh, the habitual line stepping. Right. Uh, the, the context, NBA, the the context that goes with that, the other stuff he's been involved in that didn't get much light aside from these guns. Right. The, the, the NBA has set essentially like they gave him to get out of jail free card with all this before. Yeah. Essentially. Was and it 10 days of therapy? Damn near. Like, like that. They, they, they everybody turned their their head, dumped it all on Dylan Brooks, 
he had to hold everything that that came in the outset of this season in the playoffs, essentially, admittedly through his bad performance. But you know, there was a lot of airbrushing going on. John Murray, everybody was going to turn their head the other way, not bringing up those smaller incidents as you mentioned. Let alone the last time he was out here with the guns. Then there's this time um, he's out there with the guns, and it's just like, you know, I, I'm sure he's okay financially like he's made some money already right i'm right. not necessarily you know worried about his 200 something million that that's coming to him i'm worried about like why can't you listen why don't you understand like the this the the culture of like of just ig live and and just showing off it's like what do you gain from this like what was the upside here that's that's what i need to be explained okay like so for me I have to, in my mind, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to think of like, am I being too concerned about this? Am I just getting too old when it comes to some of this? As far (laughs) as the city that he plays in is known for having people getting, people getting drilled, right? (laughs) So for me, my concern is he's playing like he's about that stick talk. And if you act like you about it, someone's going, someone is going to see. And that's my concern. Cause ultimately we know him and care about him because he's a fantastic basketball player. Uh, and when you could set your friends and family up, uh, financially through this gift you have, there's certain things you just can't fucking do. And I understand respectability politics and the thought of a young black man with a gun scaring a certain sector of, this, uh, of the of the population in ways that I think are unfair and uncalled for. And it also makes me want to be like, I need to lay off of, the, of, off of him and the guns. And that's why I haven't dr- got on him about this. But I'm also... Um, caught in a part of my concern of this shit ain't for play, bro. Like we see people, well-off people, getting you know go to a restaurant and get fucking murdered. We've seen people with their own businesses get shot up in their own businesses because it why because they were famous and they were in the city or in a city and. The talk that we've had, that people have had around John Morant's friends or who is influencing him and whether or not they're bad influences or whatnot, for me, is secondary to this building controversy seemingly every other month with him. And I'm just like, this ain't the, this ain't the shit you want, Miro. This ain't the shit you want. And um, I just... I'm just torn between like I I I feel like I'm turning into, you know, a person that that is uh that is saying hey like these things are unfair and fuck it you got to deal with it and change and I and I'm just like I'm at that point now when it comes to this and I just, I just I don't like how I feel or how I feel about my my just gut reaction to this and I'm just like trying to find a, a line in between uh, or both both sides of that. Uh, or something in between those two uh, opposing like ideas, and that's just um, 
ultimately the main thing is like, what do you want to do? Like, do you, you do you want to be want to have do you want to be one of the you know hand, handful of guys with a Nike signature Nike shoe? Do you want to be um, somebody that like the league can push as an exciting young face of the, of the league? It's all up to him, and him doing this stuff clearly indicates that you know maybe he does, but his, but his behavior is saying no, and maybe you got to move on from that. And there'll be somebody you know behind him to take to take all that. But I'm just like, hey man, you have opportunity to in a small uh, in a small market be like how you know people felt about Duran and Westbrook or feel about Giannis. You you have that chance, and. This shit ain't cool, bro. Like, I just feel like this shit ain't cool. Like I understand, like you know, you wanna, you you wanna be in on IG live and that stuff. And I'm like, cool, bro. Just don't pull out a fucking gun. What, what is so hard about not pulling out a fucking gun? I'm not even saying don't have a gun. Don't when when you are broadcasting, don't show the gun. Why is it so fucking hard? And I, I just um, I I just find it just like. On one end, I'm like, that's all it is. Just don't show a gun. On the other end, it's like, he flashing these guns. People gonna people gonna see about it. And I'm like, or people are liable to see about it. And I don't want, and I don't want nothing to happen to do. I just mm-hmm. don't, right? Like this is my, you know, I said to you, like I feel like this is like my second chance of having like a Derrick Rose or you know or Russ or Russell Westbrook that plays the way that I would like him to play. And who knows, man? And ultimately, like, it's not as important as you know him doing that shit, but. I, I I just I I'm just frustrated. I don't like how I feel about feeling how I feel when this comes to stuff. And I just like man, like lessons will be learned. Hopefully, eventually. I think the 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 worst thing for me is like I know he's clearly perpetrating. Like this isn't this is a choice that that he's making. Like this isn't some yeah man. There's no way out for me. Like right. this, there was there's no you know, in there there was no hope from where I was from or anything like that. It's like this man is actively choosing to wear these shoes that don't fit him. This is and like this is like the dude that like has every like the like the cousin that has like all everything and like it w- wants to kick it like his cousins. And it's like a, a wangster. Like 50 cents once said. I just don't get it. <laughs> um and that's another part of it too when it's just like this ain't, you know, We've seen people in this shitty situation. Like this ain't exactly Amari Stoudemire living out of out of his, you know, living out of a car, you know. Um, and it's just like I've seen people try to, you know, say maybe this, you know, his, his no, it's not his background, and that's why this shit's even more perplexing. Where are the big homies? Like being ignored. There's no. There's no. I was saying this to um to somebody. Like there's no way that. Four hundred and the four hundred and forty nine other people in the league. Nobody's reached out in over the over the past six months and been like, "What the fuck's going on?" There's no way he's ignoring them. He does not care. And it's like, okay, man, young, young, you'll learn the hard way. Yeah, man. Um, the Grizzlies are suspending him. I don't know from what because obviously they were sent home in the first round. Yeah. Um, they kind of suspended themselves. Um, one might add, but um, you know, we will keep following this and seeing what the um 
what the actual suspension is going to look like, whether it's going to lead to time missed during the season, um, additional, uh, you know, uh, counseling the, the or, first one or anything. Was what, suspension? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just I just hope, like you said, nothing happens to him and he decides to use his talent in a way that is beneficial, is beneficial and positive um, rather than choosing this this thing that he's doing. So um, it's <clears throat> it is uh, unfortunate and it is just like, you know, how long is it like I feel like the stuff that people were terrified for like Allen Iverson about when he's we fucking were, doing like, it. Young, he's like, Iverson was not even coming close to nothing like this. Like Iverson had enough sense to be like, Hey, I'm not going to show up somewhere with a gun in my hand. It's really simple. And as far as like, you know, like they are giving you all the answers to the test. They they rolled out that Jalen Rose interview, this league sponsored stimulus pack, uh, image recovery package that they did for him jalen rose wearing the wig and and and, you know the extra dye in front of him talking about basically reading off you know the info and then repeat it back to me now please ja this doesn't represent me like all this stuff this is like he was given the answers to the test and it's not that i don't have tolerance for people that don't know i don't have tolerance for people that do know yeah and that and that's the part that's, that that's bothered me about this is just like you you have you have you have wild out too far too much. People have, you know, where are people reaching out for them? They reached out and, and gave you this whole thing where you could do the little ten day thing, and and whatever else, and get the you know little eight game suspension and like. You know should, whether or not there should be an open investigation for whether or not he he brought a gun on a plane. That's that I haven't heard anything about that being brought up since. Since so after he said the gun wasn't his, which is obviously that's the way you get out of it. And it was like okay, it's done. And then nope, got to bring it back. It's like bro, this is so this is so frustrating, so frustrating. Um, but yeah, man, I I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what's on his mind. Uh, just hope that like he figures it out eventually. And it's like, how old is he? Twenty four. He's twenty three. I think this 23? is his twenty three season. Yeah, just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but moving forward, um, NBA playoffs uh, are uh, into swinging into semifinal round um so we've got matchups of the nuggets taking on the lakers who eliminated the golden state warriors uh the nuggets got the suns out of here uh yesterday <clears throat> legendary choke job by the 76ers uh and exercise and futility <clears throat> between james harden and joel Embiid, jason tatum dropping 51 on them uh in the miami heat sent the knicks packing um so uh where where to begin james let's go in um let's go in chronological order so the nuggets get rid of the um sons ayton is basically just he's on he's on basically i don't know on another island 
He is he is mentally checked out. Like his mind is already was already in Cancun, and this is the second year in a row in the playoffs where he's like he's already just checked out and quit on his team uh, mentally, and um, it's very frustrating. And no, Chris Paul, he's you know hurt again in the playoffs, and you got Devin Booker and you got Kevin Durant, and they they basically the answer is we got to score like seventy five to eighty points to have a chance to win. In every single playoff game, otherwise we lose. And they, they won two of them like that. And then they were able to win any of the other four. And it, that was the end of it. Um, just uh, for a year where it was like they were trying to see if they could, you know, re- or rebuild this thing and keep the pride of window open for more year. It closed it right in their face again. And um, now, from, as far as I'm concerned, it's moving forward, moving past Chris Paul, Moving past, um, uh, obviously, moving past Aiden. Um, They're going to have to find somebody to, like, take his number off the books because, like, you know, he's still signed for, like, two more years, Tom Chris I believe. Paul? Yeah. Chris, Paul, Chris Paul's deal isn't fully guaranteed. Oh, okay. So like, gonna, I think it's $15 million if they get rid of him after a certain, like, over the summer. They're going to trade him on draft night then some, and then try like, to yeah. find some sucker. Essentially, to basically just eat, you know, his salary and probably send back some capital shit. He might get traded for like to like the Thunder again or something like that. They got to start, you know, uh, making use of those picks. I mean, I don't know. Um, I I mean, the main thing is like they got to get Aiden out of there. He can't come back. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> they got Monty Williams out of there already, so like no, know, no, no. It, it ain't no him. Or, it ain't no him, me or him. It's both of them. They gotta go. Like you're the head coach that built this this mid range shooting team, and it's great. And then you get into the playoffs, and a team goes small on you, which renders Aiden basically useless. And then you're stuck shooting long twenty footers as everybody else, as your opponents keep shooting twenty five footers. They're losing the math. And how many times did I say this to you during the postseason? Like, they're losing these games to math. and Game, game switch. Right. They're losing these games to math, and um, they don't have depth because they traded it to get to Kevin Durant. And, look, it's fine because this was to move to be able to contend or, or be a good team post-Chris Paul, and they will be for the next two, three years. So now it's, now it's at a point where it's like, all right, get Aiden out. You, you know, you – Took Aiden in a draft ahead, in a draft ahead, <laughs> Luka Doncic and and Trey Young in it, and you end up getting the, you get the sensitive you know big man that doesn't want to that wants to touch the ball, tall man, yeah. So um, you know, you, you you crap down that sense, and like now it's time to move on from that. Um, and you know if you got a stable Chris Paul to it, whatever else or separate deals, like you got to bring back depth. The main thing is you got to bring back depth. So um, I'm just yep. to see what they do um, over the summer, and you know the team should be a team that can win 50 games about with with Devin Booker and Durant in a full year of them together, and they're gonna be exciting to watch. But as far as their uh, their, their their contendership window, it slammed shut. It slammed shut the same Chris Paul got hurt again. I thought it slammed shut shut last year um, when they got just completely fireballed in Game Seven on their home court. Uh, they got sent out on their home court again this time. What not a game seven, but uh, just in devastating fashion. Um, and I don't think teams normally bounce back from things like that. But 
um the lakers and the warriors uh i'm this is just found money james i have no idea what's going on w- with this uh, the lakers make the commerce finals out of nowhere um uh, and you know i'm just sitting back seeing how far i can go now um I think they can win the title, but you do. I, I do. Um, I, I'm just getting those vibes. Um, like, so if we're laying, obviously, so rank them out of the final four we got left now. What will you rank them at as far as best chance to win the title? Best odds to win the title? I would probably still go Denver, number one. Yeah. Lakers, two. Celtics, three. Heat, four. Okay. Um, I'm probably with you. I, I mean, one one has to be Denver, and then if you and then you can argue about who you want to put, if who you want to flip between the Lakers and the Celtics at second and third, and obviously with um some of the matchups that uh the the Heat would face in the finals, they're bad it, matchups for, it was, for it was like so we've seen we've seen we've seen we've seen Bam and AD play before. That's, that, that that is not a good matchup at all for Bam. He kicked his ass, and then he got hurt, and he kicked his ass even worse. Um. So so yeah, um it was it was weird watching that that uh Warriors series. Um some reason I don't feel like we saw the best of the Warriors. Uh there was just I felt like there was too much um tension or so there there was something going on with the interpersonal interpersonals of the team. There, there's no reason that Jordan Poole was was that god awful because I don't I've never seen him play this bad before. Um, Steph like was very great still, but it wasn't the peak top of Steph. Clay went ice cold on uh, the last three games, um, and it they it just they had no answer <laughs> pretty much. I like, mean, it, and they were they were they seemed small in a way where it was like this shit normally doesn't affect them, but it was like yeah, they just getting muscled out the way, and you know, like I couldn't even like really blame anything on Draymond. I thought Draymond played pretty well he played great game part. five and then games you know one through four and six he was kind of you know just i'm i'm here to move the ball i'm here to connect i'm not here to you know look for my shot really which is yeah. you know that's that's been draymond for the last few years now um it was even worse in the uh in the finals last year um <laughs> like but, they never they never had that like like jordan Poole like come in and just and just fucking black out like they did last year yeah, the closest um, thing you've really kind of had was like uh, DiVincenzo, and yeah. like, and then even even then, like they still seem to have liked playing Gary Payne Jr. Or not Jr. Second, gotta remember, you can't call him Jr. because there is a Gary Payne Jr. He's the second. Mm. Gary Payne named both his kids Gary Payne. That's a damn wild thing. But anyway, for, Gary for, Payne the second. Formanian right there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah, uh, Gary Payne the second like. I thought that DiVincenzo outplayed him in his minutes and should have played more, and they, and they never figured that out. Um, I personally, while watching this game and watching everything, or watching the series and watching it, all the all the trigger, all the levers pull as far as adjustments made and lineups, all that kind of stuff. Um, ultimately, the final thing was, all right, y'all want to sag off Vanderbilt so hard, and basically put you know when he's in a weak side and a weak side corner, you basically bring the other per- person guarding him, whether Steph or whoever else, basically into the opposite block. All right. Put Schroeder out there. Solve their offense. Cause you can't, yep. cause Schroeder, Schroeder can make wide open shots. Um, and like, you know, his first year or that one year he had with the Lakers, it was 2021. He was awful. 
He was awful. And and you think, and I'm thinking back, and I, and I was thinking about that. And I was like, well, you know, 2020, he was great playing that three-point guard thing, him, Chris Paul, and SGA in OKC. But, like, he got to the he got to the Lakers and the role was like, all right, just be better than Rondo, be kind of like the third best player. And like he took too much of that to heart. And and also he was trying to get a big he's trying to get a big money deal. Now like he realized like there's no chance for that now. Now I just need to go out here and just basically like just be a team player and well, hold now, on. The role like it, like it, it, there's less pressure on him. The, the roles have changed now. So now it's like he's just a smart basketball player when he's not trying to, you know, receive a payday. So um, he's, he guarded Steph better than anybody in that series, even Vanderbilt. Um, and I thought that, you know, I, I felt that like over the series, especially like the end of the series or game five and six, especially like Steph wore down because they finally, LeBron finally went to the thing where it's like, all right, enough. It's such a hassle trying to guard this fucking guy. He has the ball. He's putting AD in all these ball screens. Fuck it. Let's make him work on defense. And then the guards, whether it was Reeves or D'Angelo or Schroeder, they had kept attacking him. And then LeBron would get him in switches and tackle him or, and attack him. And like eventually Steph wore down. And I think a lot of, you know, top lock or not playing top side on, on clay over time, like wore him down too. And he, and like, he never got anything easy. He never got anything easy. So, like, he's doing all that running around, all that running around. Everything is like, I got to do all this running to, to, to do a catch, and, a, a catch and shoot 25-footer, you know, and my, you know, I'm right-handed. I'm going to my right with it. And it's like, that's tough. Never get a, never get a, you know, a back cut and, you know, easy layup here or whatever else. It was all just tough stuff for Clay, And I felt like he was pressing. And that's why he ended up missing so many shots. It's like, when your job is to do all that running around like your Ray Allen or your Kyle Corver or or um or JJ Redick and all that shit and like you never get you know someone caught slipping because they can play odd because you caught them you know trying to cheat you know or shooting the gap and you can just go back door and get a little layup here all everything is hard everything is hard and I felt like that you know last two games it was just like Clay and Steph particularly like the shots weren't going in and. You know, by that point in time, it was like LeBron had basically started going into the post more and more and more, finding and attacking, and the Lakers kept smartly attacking mismatches, mismatches or the worst defender on the floor at times, and they just they just outplayed him. Um, and you know, I think that team is, I think that team is the Warriors. Are, they're that's kind of what their team's going to look like next year too, because like they have no moves. Clay's going to opt in. Yep, Draymond's gonna opt in. They're gonna be like at 150 million. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't think trading Jordan Poole is like just the snap your fingers no brainer answer because like what was his bad year? Right, that's exactly. He bounces back, you know. Then it's like, huh? It's like you you drafted this guy, you signed him to that deal, and then essentially he's gonna be. Say they trade him, right? And someone else picks him up, and they're like, "Man, we we got ourselves like a discount." Saying, you know, the way the salaries are going to keep exploding um, through most of this guy's, you know, mid twenties or whatever. I, I don't think trading him is smart at all. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, I wouldn't trade him either. Um, I trade Kaminga or Moody. 
Oh, all those other guys got to go. Um, <laughs> got to go. I, I think I, I think they got to turn the team over and uh and, and you know go to some like kind of veteran answers and you know they're great at developing like unsigned free agent types that that can you know somehow crack their rotation like a Gary Payton the second. Um, so I would I would probably get all those those lotto tickets out of there, get something else in there, maybe Wiggins and see, um, you know, if you can put Wiggins and staple them to one of those prospects and then like kind of retool um, that way as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind Clay's going to opt in and like, you got to be like, Hey Draymond, can you come back for like 25? <laughs> I, I, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see where they end up. But um, yeah, uh, next year I don't. I think I think their window is closed for now. If they able to have some transaction that they pull out their ass, that changes things, and they can't. Remember, I think it's they light years ahead. I think I think they can't win a title. They light years ahead. Don't forget that. So hey, they won a title. They won a title that you know that we never thought they were going to be able to get again. So whatever they, yep. you know, it happened. Like it was, it was a lot of luck of that. You know, Kevin Durant, goodness of heart, decided to take the sign and trade. D'Angelo Russell ends up there. They flip that for Wiggins, and they do another title. Like if 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 Kevin Durant doesn't do that, then they don't want another title. They're stuck at three, but they end up getting the fourth one. Um, so you know, Lakers as far as the as far as the Nuggets matchup, I'm trying to figure out like I, I feel like. I feel like Yogi is about to put Anthony Davis in, in jail, like on defense. Like he's about to like just Yogi's about old, to do what to who? He's on about defense? to like no, well, not defense. He's about to like put him in the torture chamber on offense. I mean, fine. I mean, he did that last year or two thousand twenty, and they still got their ass beaten five. Um, I think the Nuggets are better than then. Um, but like. They're gonna both be great in this series, because um, neither one of them have what it takes to stop the other one. Like Jokic is too big for AD to be guarding him. Jokic has no chance laterally to try to do. <laughs> I'm killing. <laughs> so there was a KG story about like the best shit talkers when he first came to the league, right? He's talking about mm-hmm. Barkley. He said Barkley will fight you. And he's like, yeah, Hakeem, Hakeem. I don't know if y'all know this, Hakeem. He'll say shit you weren't even expecting. He go, he say he'll he'll go out here and you know hit you with the dream shit. Go goes, he'll tell, you, hey, I'm killing him with lateral quickness. He can't do anything. <laughs> I'm killing him with lateral. He's like, what do you say when niggas say he's killing him with lateral quickness? Like, what do you? What, I had enough of that. I had enough of that. Like, AD is gonna kill that man with lateral quickness. <laughs> the entire series so they're gonna have big you know they're both gonna have big counting stats and all that kind of stuff um i just wonder um because you know they do have the, the nuggets they do have jeff green they do have aaron gordon i wonder like how much how much can they get away with like putting those two like on ad as opposed to like worrying so much about lebron i wonder like they actually have the bodies to actually stand for the bottom, not just muscled around like how the Warriors just did. But mm-hmm. like if AD is going off, you might have to deploy that attention elsewhere. Um, and I just think personally, like 
I think I don't know who's going to win. I think it's a, I think it's seven game series between the two. Um, the the Lakers have continually impressed impressed me, even though I thought they were going to make the playoffs. Um, they have impressed me, and like I have under, underestimated them through the first two series as far as how good AD is, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot that like that dude can just like be just the best defense player in the world. I I forgot that. You know, it, it, it was weird that, you know, because so much had happened over the last two years with, like, the injuries and, you know, like, him basically having to come to the decision, like, hey, I just can't shoot shot. I just can't shoot outside of 15 feet no more. I'm just, I got to kill that. I got to take that out of my diet of, of variety of shots. And, like, what he has carved out in these playoffs have, has been, like, for the people that have, that say they don't like their his game or whatever else, I I would say watch if you have watched, you know, obviously he has the every other day thing, but like of late, like, cause he's gotten rid of the, every other game he's been good and bad. But like when you've watched him be good in this playoffs, he looks like the best defensive player in the world. And like, he's doing the things that people, you know, have got on him about as far as like what was in his game that people didn't like. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that, you know, I never sold my stock on him, but, um, I'm just uh, I'm interested to see what what happens in the series and like I think that the Lakers have enough guards to kind of give Jamal Murray a problem and I still don't trust their playmaking after outside of you know those two like if they you know if they can contain a pick and roll can you know can Aaron Gordon make a short roll decision can he make a back cut and then pass it for an open three point shooter I, I want to. I want to see the other. I want to see how the Lakers make the other guys make decisions and how that's going to work out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as offense, you know the, the Nuggets are going to. You know, I think the Nuggets are have they're going to be muddied because the Lakers are good enough to muddy up anybody. But um, I just wonder if the Lakers can continue. You know, finding you know finding contributions, found money from all the other guys, all the guards. It's a lot of found money. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, it just feels like. But once, but, but when like once some, it becomes so consistent, it's like they've been bro. doing this since the All Star break. Like that's not yeah. this ain't no gimmick. This is what they do. It's like it's weird. It's like when the, when the fuck is the clock strike midnight on this? Like you I, almost feel that way. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now there's even another motherfucker. The Lonnie Walker came out of nowhere. If, you know, um, the Austin Reeves thing is like you're going to expect you expect him to be able to score, right? Hey, he's about to get paid too. Yeah. Yeah, and whether, it's a good whether like, in, look either in New Jersey or in another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess he'll have to find another white boy that can get a big payday too. <laughs> this will be the third one in a row, I guess. Uh, you saw Caruso made uh, all defense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did. Yeah, I, I, I forgot to send that to Julian. <laughs> so yeah, man, I think it's a good series. I want to see the first game and see what like levers can be pulled and how they adjust from there. Like I think I. I, I, I want to see. I just want to see what it looks like. I, I I think it's going seven. I know I don't have a winner, but I feel like it's going seven because I think the margin is that thin, and I think that um you know with the Tuesday tip off as opposed to like Monday, you know, I, LeBron. You know, LeBron was like, yes, another day, <laughs> another day off. Bro, he's just he's just hobbling around. It seems seems like, but he's just powering through. It's like. What the fuck, bro? Like, like this man's a machine. Like, yeah. and that foot is clearly fucked up. Clearly. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Right. Like, I don't care what he says. I don't care <laughs> none of that. Like, like the the say, like Lord forbid we get eliminated, right? And he walks up, and they were like, "Yeah, 
I was playing on some. I'm gonna actually believe him this time. Like <laughs> when, when he pulls out, you know, the remember that one time he came with the cast or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, all right, brother. Um, but nah, like this should be, I think, the the biggest test of the playoffs for the Lakers. Um, oh yeah, easily. And if they get through this, I feel like they should be favored uh, because, like, you know. The, the Boston Celtics. You presumably think that the Boston Celtics are going to win that series. So it's like, who do you tr- who do you trust in the game? LeBron James or Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus look, Smart? Look, they're going to have to prove it. Right. And look, that's why they lost the finals last year. If they are to figure these things out, that was that that is this is the arc to redemption, right? The, the Celtics. Let's get to let's get to the East, East Conference. Okay, so. All right. I have much less on this. No, you <laughs> except, don't. except no, you don't. I'm ready to tune them up. Yep, 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 yep. Two packs, no Shakur. One for Joel Embiid, and the other one for Jim Harden. You called him Jim? Jim Harden. He doesn't even get to share the same name as my dog James. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> no. Jim Harden, come here. Nine points in a game seven. Shooketh. Joel Embiid, Mr. I want the MVP. Mr. I'm supposed to be Hakeem Olajuwon. Why can't you get out of round two? What is your what is your malfunction? Ben Simmons ain't here no more. It was easy to blame Ben Simmons. We were with you with Ben Simmons. You can't win with no Ben Simmons, but maybe we can't win with your ass either. Maybe we can't win with James Harden. Or actually, we know we can't win with no James Harden. I don't know why anybody's surprised by anything else, James. Like, James Harden will give you that that one game in a series. Maybe even two. He gave him two. Maybe even two. However, when it comes to game six, game seven, I remember that time Manu Ginobili just ripped, reached across and removed his heart with his bare hands. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, what keeps happening to this guy in the last, like, it, it's just, it's just, it turns the lemon booty. And it's like, all right, man. Um, and it's not even like, like, like we know what you look like in a regular season. We know your, your ability, your talent. We know all this stuff, but when it comes to like the postseason, I guess the team see a little more often, the referees put the whistles away, and then you just make that agreement. You like, fuck, they ain't bailing me out. So I'm just throwing my hands up, you know. I I can't I can't believe, you know, like I would be I would be lying if I said I can't believe James Harden choked. Of course, James Harden. This is who he is. Excuse me, Jim Harden. This is who Jim Harden is. I um, you know, in retrospect, it probably wasn't a good idea, like to build your uh, Eastern Conference final winning hopes around like a a, a core that involves James Harden and Doc Rivers. It probably wasn't in <laughs> retrospect. It probably wasn't a good idea. Um. <laughs> Out about Doc Rivers. How could you? Um, yeah, man. Look, let's players first. Embiid we'll has skated on some of these uh some of these playoff games, and because of 
you know, some of the stuff going on with, with Bill, Bill Simmons, Ben Simmons and um, well, James Simmons Harden. Happy. I, I, I will say that um, he obviously was hurt to start the series. But Gang 5, when he has that fucking chase down block on, on Jalen Brown, and I'm like, I've never seen a 280-pound dude do that. Even Shaq. Um, it's, you know, like, some of that stuff is mitigating, and obviously, you know, sometimes you feel better than others, but, like, man, we've seen we've seen him sometimes be unstoppable in the playoffs. We've also seen him at times where it's like, bro, how do you, how how have you done this so many times and not and you're just completely caught off guard by a double team coming your way? Um, Trey Young has sent him home. Yeah, but that's a Jimmy you know, that's Butler a, has sent him yeah. home, and now Jalen <laughs> Jason Tatum is, is sending him home. But Jason Brown, Jason Tatum has sent him, has sent him home before too, right? 2018 they sent him home. Um, so I mean, I didn't think they were good enough even with James Harden and for them to have gotten themselves in position to steal the series. And then they blow it at the end. It's just like, they only had a quarter to go. And then Jay, and then, and then Tatum goes off with 16 in that fourth quarter. And Tatum was awful in the three quarters. You had dirt on, you had them in the box. All you had to do was shovel dirt on them. And you could have did it. And like, I, and I didn't watch the game because I suspected that this was going to happen and they were going to beat their ass. But <laughs> when, uh, you know, cause, you know, we talked yesterday. Like, I was off running errands with everything. It's Mother's Day yesterday. I'm doing all that kind of stuff. So when I, when like I uh, talked to y'all, and y'all told me to score, and I'm like, well, is that as I thought? Like, it was a beat him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Tatum had 51. I have to, I'm gonna have to look up the highlights to see it with a 51. And not, but I heard like he kept finding Embiid and switches, and he just toasted him. And it's like, like yeah, man, hmm. like this is like this whole. This whole thing that we're on now, we're, we're, is, we're playing small. There's only one big word for damn on every roster. And they only and they can play, you know, starters minutes. And then the time that they're not on the floor, you have to worry about, like, how are you going to fill that time? Because you can't have two seven-foot guys that weigh 250 pounds on, on, on one team. Otherwise, it's some type of, you know, like uh, malpractice in the league. Uh, so, so, yeah, man, like... Daryl Morey and Jim Harden, y'all, y'all need to be honest out here and, and stop trying to scam these these teams out of their money. Yeah, so you know, James Harden, he may stay, he may go. If if he goes back to Houston, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be about. Right. Cause like you didn't draft you didn't draft him two dudes just for him to like show up and do whatever the be, fuck. It'd be a know? bad influence. <laughs> I'm not gonna say about a bad influence. Just like their their windows are totally different. Like James, like, James Harden, like, who, what are we doing here? It's right. like he's not competing, or y'all not competing. Right, right. Um, like, I don't even know how to play organized right. basketball. Damn near down J- there. James so. Harden, my one thing about about trying to trying to come off that oak somewhere. Oh, go back to how he started. Start, Six yep. man. You know, uh, once a man, twice a child. You know, <laughs> you turn right back into what you was when you came yeah. into the league. So, I mean, we, we talked about that now, 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 you know, I mentioned it and we left it alone. We got to go back to it. Uh, Doc Rivers, man, look, man, I better not see Doc Rivers coach another NBA team ever again. <laughs> God damn. What do you mean? God damn. Well, I'm being too harsh. 
All right. What? Man. What? Besides I, the part where he's done the job long uh, for a million years, what is showing you that he does, that he's one of the thirty uh, uh, people cut out best for to do this job? There are some terrible coaches running around this league. There are coaches in this league where we don't know their names. Um, I think that he was dealt a bad hand a little bit. Mike, Obviously, the, the resume the is what was the bad the, hand. Jim Harden, Joel Embiid quitting on him. Um, all right, so okay, 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 fair enough, fair enough. Let's let, now let's go back in time through all these fucking instances of times he say, had. The, the resume he's been, is the resume been, is. How many, how many hands of fucking talk a rummy or a poker or, or a spades do we have to have for this man to show you that these these are not all bad hands? Look, man, I'm I'm setting up this house right now so I can knock it down. Oh, you so, <laughs> So when you dig into we we all saw the graphic the other day ten game sevens right he's lost five straight game sevens when you dig into some no, of those no other coach lost five when you dig into some of those I think you know there some of them may be justified right no I'm sorry no other coaches lost six some There's coaches like, lost five there was like some injury stuff sure there was bubble stuff there was facing Kobe Bryant in the finals there was. Facing LeBron James, different things like that, where it's like, all right, man, you know, there was like, you know, Blake Griffin or Chris Paul being injured, stuff like that. No where you KG lose a game. Exactly. Like there's a there's a couple of those when you dig into them. However, like up three up three one on the uh was it two thousand three? Yes. Yeah. And the up, magic. Yeah. On a conference on the future conference finals the next year are gonna be champions. They were up three one with and on the person best second best player on the team is Mike Miller. Correct. Yeah. So there is, there are those things to, to, I think you got to be fair to Doc about. But the things that we got to look at for Doc is like his management of star players, his rotations coming up short frequently, his obviously, um, they gave him a lot of power in pretty much every stop he's been in, except this one now. Um, and then, like, you think about his success, that one title was a long time ago. Right. And I'm, starting to, and I'm starting to think that if there was a different coach, they, it wouldn't have been just one title. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You never know. Um, but. Um, like Rich, that team won 66 games. They won 66 games. They won 66 games, had one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. They went seven games in the first round with the Atlanta Hawks. Were the only teams that ever won were the teams that uh, were the home teams in that series. They went seven games. I think. Cavs. Yeah, after they played that. fourteen. A sixty-six win team that was the one seed played fourteen games in the first two rounds. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. Like, and then you know. Yeah, it's a lot, man. Um, as far as Doc, I don't think you necessarily need to throw him out on the street, but this is the last stop, I think. Like, I don't, I can't see someone investing in him and thinking he's the answer from this point forward. Um, whatever he got to do to hold on in Philly, he better do it. I find it difficult for him to be able to sell himself somebody else like there are some coaching vacancies do you think milwaukee is about to call him no, no. 
Do you think Phoenix is about to call him? No. Coach Chris Paul again? No, not happening. Um, and man, even older Chris Paul, that would be. Um, who else? Um, I don't know who else has openings, but uh, does Doc want to go with a young team? Probably not. So this end of the line, he better he better hold on. Yeah, man. Um, Rich, I just sent you a uh, a message, a messenger, and um, I want you to show. I want you to play it on this. Oh, can you put it on the screen or no? It will be backwards on the screen. Oh, it doesn't um, matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, gotcha. It doesn't Let me matter see what I got. Yeah. Um. You already know what it is. I sent to you. I, yep. I, want, you, I yep. want you to play it for. I want you to play it for uh, the stream. Um, so, like, when it comes to when it comes time for Doc Rivers, um, in the next few in the next week or so, like, I would just I, I just think right now that like Sixers management is going to tell him. Get up, get out, right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. Just, just, just get out right now. It's the end of you and me. It's too late, and I can't wait for you to be gone. Look, man. Um, it, it's not even. It, it's, it's the same old shit. Like, are they are they ultimately good enough to to have won the East any of these years with with Milwaukee with Giannis with uh, Tatum and Brown together? No. But a change has to be made. Either they need to move back down or they need to find find another direction. And like, it's, it, like ultimately, you know, there's been forks in the road. All this uh, people talk about the process and whether or not it was worth it and everything. And scammers, have, loser and, mentality, and, all the jokes. and it's like, look, man, um, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I would say, like, can we have someone do the process, actually make all the right decisions, or make most of the right decisions, as opposed to like, hey, let's uh. Let's uh let's let's take Markel Fultz. I'm sorry. Let's trade down. No, I'm sorry. Let's trade up to get Markel Fultz and let the sit and let the Celtics get Jason Tatum. Right? That happened. Mm. Right? Um, get him. <laughs> I mean, you saw the clip recently. I mean, let's grab before. Look, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris over me. Tobias Harris over me. Look, that happened. That happened. Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons melting down or whatever else on that team. Like, look, I, I can't look. I can't speak to that. Like, I would have taken out. Everybody would have picked Ben Simmons first in that draft, right? I can't. I can't knock him for it. He's a valuable player. He's not a valuable player anymore. He's a play, right? And I find it really fucking funny that Ben Simmons. Uh, Posted a, a a picture of him watching the watching game. That shit. Like, what's that supposed to be? And I'm like, like bro, who, I, look, nigga, I know you ain't talking. Right. I was like, okay, if that's how you feel, how about you do this? How about you bring your ass to a basketball court, start working on, start working on basketball, and then go out there and show them yourself, as opposed to relying on uh, the luck and fate of the of the basketball gods, as opposed to you. They got rid of you because you weren't good enough. Look, James Harden scored nine points in a, in a game seven. How many points do you think Ben Simmons scored in a game seven? Not no damn You're nine. Right. It would have been like a goddamn five. <laughs> so I find it. So I, I so I was like the gall of this dude. Yeah, the gall of this dude. How many how many games did he played last two years? One of the, one of 
I, let's see. The Ben Simmons game log. My God, hold on. Pulling up the basketball reference. He played 42 games this year, averaged six, six, and six. Oh, a real, a real hellish stat line. Um, oh, so James shot, Harden not played him in a game seven. He shot 43% from the free throw line. Um, he had a PR of 13, which we know average is, is like 15. Average P, yeah, league average is under 15. the league average. Um, in last year, he did not, the year before that, the 22 season, he did not play the entire year. Yikes. Like, are, are we, James, if this was the 1980s, we would be checking Ben Simmons for a cocaine addiction. Yeah. Or some type of drugs, yeah. Unbelievable. He says he's going to play, on, he's gonna play for the uh, Australian national team this summer. I'm like. What, what makes him think he can play with them? Them boys got heart. Them boys play. I was like, why didn't you want to play for them for the Olympics then when it was offered to you? Out here, out here, uh, bringing shame to my man Sam Brown and Joe Saba. Like, you know, yeah, that's so, terrible. So, yeah, I, I guess we've properly buried the Sixers. Good God. I, I love it. I love it every year. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, they're look, everyone, I always thought, or over the last couple of years, I'm like, look, they're the third team, they're not as good as the Bucks, they're not as good as Celtics, never going to be. They're just Team that wins the third seed, and you're going to talk yourself into it, and you're going to be, be in the third in the second round, and they're going to be sent home, and that's been the case for them all this time. Um, and they actually had a chance to still win this time, and, they, and then they and then they choked it away, right? So there's never going, it's never, they're never going to have a better chance than what they just had. No Milwaukee. Allen Iverson finds oh, shame in this. Moses Malone finds shame in this. Pat Croce finds shame in this. Larry Brown fi- finds shame in this. Dr. J. Julius Irving finds shame in this. Caldwell Jones finds shame in this. Bob. <laughs> what was the Andrew Tony finds shame in this? Will Chamberlain finds shame in this. Hal Greer finds shame in this. Billy Cunningham. Jerry Stackhouse finds shame in this. Yes, Billy Cunningham finds shame in this. Maurice Cheeks finds shame in this. <laughs> Good God. Lou Williams finds shame in this. Oh, my God. Kyle Corder finds shame in this. Andre, Andre Iguodala finds shame in this. Awful. Oh, man. Yeah, so looking at that that heat in... Bro. Charles Barkley finds shame in this. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Looking at looking at Eastern's finals, right? This is gonna be a rock fight, bitch. Oh, this is the third year. This is the third time in four years where this has been a where they played in the Eastern Finals. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I don't necessarily feel like this is a rivalry. Outside of like the the recent like LeBron, Kate LeBron era history, like. And like, like look, look, they got just as, they got just as much history now as they had. No, then. but I mean, as far as like the oh, these guys hate each other. I don't think they actually hate each other. I think they're just like oh, they they play each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a casual fans perspective, like the intrigue is like oh wow, we've seen this a lot in the last ten years or mm-hmm. uh twelve years. Um, so yeah, man. Um, Aaron obviously, the, I, shame in this. Sorry, That's great. Eric Snow finds shame in oh this. Oh my god, Aaron McKee finds shame in this. George oh. Lynch finds find shame in this. Matt Geiger 
You know, Geiger I'm lives. You know, Geiger yeah. lives like okay. I've been yeah, to yeah, his yeah. house. You, you were there too, right? I didn't go. Okay. I didn't go. Yeah, I, I didn't go. I didn't go. I didn't yeah. go. I didn't go. Amazing. We, we ain't, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on quickly. Uh, so, um, yeah, just uh, I expect the Celtics to win. I expect there also to be moments where Bill Simmons is going to be beside himself because they blew some game, but they're going to win. Um, but yeah, I, 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 um, but I think there's gonna be a couple close games and I think Jimmy will take them and, and it will lead to a lot of, you know, a lot of Bill Simmons melting down. Uh, KJ McDaniels fine shaming this, bro. <sighs> you got to get off that NBA 2K my career, bro. Oh <laughs> my only time I've ever seen that nigga. <laughs> Sean Bradley. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Just keep naming 76ers throughout the show in the chat. That's funny. Jesus. Um you know the Celtics. Bro, I cannot I cannot pick a team that has Cody Zeller playing minutes in the rotation like making winning a, a conference. I just can't. Miami literally like you know, you know how they get down. Right. Come run point guard for the night, you know. And also, I don't think heroes. I don't think they're expecting hero back at all. I don't think there's a chance. Like either, you know, the great career of Udonis Haslam comes to an end. <laughs> there's too many jokes, man. Yeah, there's there too many is. jokes out here. There, um, there really is. Or, um, you know, we get to make fun of Kendrick. You know, if they lose, do um, we? Do we? I mean, you know, like I, like they they were in the play in, lost their first game in the play in, got in as the eight seed, beat the one seed, beat the uh, then won another series without home court, and now they're facing the defending conference uh, champion. I don't. You couldn't have told me two weeks ago that, or sorry, three weeks ago that they were going to make the fucking another Eastern Finals. There's no fucking way. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, and then the Celtics. It's just like, if it's close, they're gonna blow it. You feel? Yeah, you know? it's like, bro, like they're still playing Al, like Al Horford. So it's still that same. Al Horford's still good. Much. I know. He, he's so, he, he, like he's the only person that knows how to like. He's like the fucking MB. Uh, whisperer. He's the only person that can guard him for damn. Unbelievable. Um, you know, my my whole thing as far as like the Celtics thing is like what makes me woozy on is like, you know, in the finals last year we found out that Jalen Brown can't do things like dribble. <laughs> you, you know, like for a team that's really good, like at the end of games and last last like late possessions, the ball find seems to find Marcus Smart a whole fucking lot. And that's yeah, the roll of the dice. Like it, it, it don't make you look, feel good, and the margins are thin. It don't. It just don't. Look, I, I feel like if we somehow got a Lakers Celtics um, uh, series, we may have to check Jason Tatum and what he's wearing underneath his jersey. You know, <laughs> that man may be trying to help L.A. You know, you know, for Kobe. You know, right. <laughs> this man may be trying to, you know. Lift the team he was a, he was a fan of, you know. And, and that's another part was like Jason Tatum is their best player, or actually, it's like, look, J- 
Jace Tatum should be the best player. Sometimes you don't, you can't tell who the best player is, and that's not actually a compliment to Jalen Brown. It's Jason right. Tatum's out here jacking up shitty shots, and they're ball, the ball sticking on one side of the floor. And it's like, what kind of offense do y'all want to be? Do y'all want to? Do y'all want to? Do, do y'all want to decide to you know run offense, or are y'all just going to get into you know I'm a star, I can do this? Because when he goes, he gets himself in some of the funks. They're fucking awful. He's like Bro. for a person that is. You know, a first team all NBA level guy, like he's about as streaky as you can get. The NBA champion will come from the West. That's all I got I, on the Eastern Conference. I, you know what? I think you've talked me into it. Me talking about how much I how much I Look, dislike watching some of the close games. I think you have talked me no into the West winners from the win, niggas. period. Even if it is the Lakers. There's no reason to trust them niggas. Like them niggas about to look at LeBron and melt. And LeBron gets to go against the Celtics. You think he won't relish that? I didn't even think about that. Uh, Le- you you think he won't a uh, LeBron and the bro? It's like bro. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, if LeBron beats the Celtics in the fucking finals for number seventeen, or excuse me, for number eighteen to break the tie, look to break the tie, James. That twenty three and that six is to go up in that fucking Raptors right then that same night. <laughs> the look. same night that no confetti drops. You're like, right. Like, look, if if if, if 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 he wins it from here, it's not getting a statue or anything, but he's getting a jersey retired. I think his jersey's already gonna get retired because I think there's probably some shit already already in the deal inherently, and also oh, he's shit. made like all the NBA every single year for them anyway and won the title. But like the just the pure like I, even the people that are still on the he ain't really a Laker. He's doing he, it's just a, it's just a convenient you know, he ain't. thing. He ain't. Look, even them, it, look, even even th- those Grinches, them green bitches, their hearts will go three times the size when they beat the fucking, or if they beat the Celtics. They're, they're, you you be like, you know, I've been holding out so long. I love you, bro. Come in, like it late. I can see it. I can see. I can see some of you hoes doing that immediately. I can see it right now. Yeah, <laughs> that robbery. Look. It's the. It's the, this is why that's the best robbery hey. in, in the sport. Hey, look, nigga, look, nigga, nigga better win. Look, 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 I'll say this, James. If he gets to the finals against the Celtics and loses the one to put them ahead of us to like put them back on top, you will see some hate unleashed that you have never seen from, from me. <laughs> and, and I'd have done it all. Right. <laughs> it, look, in, in, like, like, what? 10 minutes ago, you saw about, yeah, that man clearly helped with a foot. You were like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that foot. Chop the foot off, make him play better. <laughs> oh my god I can't look bro the Lakers fans are ridiculous and look, look. y'all y'all this close <laughs> look. look y'all started 2-10 look, look, look y'all started 2-10 and and now y'all like hey we can win this if we get to the phone we better fucking win we, we can steal the, look we can steal this shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, you know man. look like Nikola Jokic, that, that is a man out there. Yes, so I, I, I don't, I don't take that man lightly at all. So uh, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to be on the ride at this point. So man, like as far as Jokic, Jokic had a fifty point, a fifty three point game with like fourteen rebounds and shit, and like nine assists. He had another game with like a forty point triple double. I think he was great in that, um, in that Sun series, and basically, he, he basically just. Just whooped uh, um, Aiden into submission. 
every playoffs I've seen him in, 20, 21, 22 this year, he's been great in. He's lost series, he's lost series or whatever else, but he's always played great. And um so so many people when they talk about fucking league MVP have turned into this thing have turned it into the playoffs also matter. So if you don't play well in the playoffs or you don't win the title, then it should be held against you for the next season and shit, which is fucking dumb, but whatever. Like MB should have won the MVP this year. He played through he ran through the tape. He won the race. Congratulations to him. But all those people, because it's a, it's the same people too. Those same exact people that talk about the, you got to win if you're going to be the MVP, blah, 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 blah. How's he, how's he going to win a third time and shit? We ain't never seen Jokic not come through in the playoffs. We've seen him play well every single time. He just happens to have lost to a better team or a team, team that was healthier. Right. Or it's like some shit he ain't got no business doing. Like, yeah, nigga, you playing the Warriors in round one. Do something with it. And, and he all did. your He's lost. look, look, and your like second and third best players are injured. Go get it. Right. And he got his numbers and they still lost, right? Now you see the NBA thing. He didn't play up to the level you will like him to consistently. Obviously, he was hammered with injuries, whatever else, but like that flame out was really bad in that game seven. I ain't heard a peep from these people. Killing that kill him and, and done this shit and say you know what I was wrong we should do this MB MB or we should give this shit to Jokic because Jokic after all does play well in the playoffs all the goddamn time I ain't here peep do you no okay just thought just make sure I wasn't just you know imagining things that's all like what like what if y'all actually stole from that man Nikola Jokic like like what if y'all like decided like what, like what if this man was, was like good enough and it was like. Y'all just decided, no, you're not allowed. It's not allowed to be you, you know? Like, like what if it was, like, what if we're talking here in, like, what? Like, a month from now, and we're like, yeah, this nigga, Nikola Jokic, averaged 37 points a game in the finals and won the finals MVP. How y'all gonna feel then? Real What's it gonna look like? Y'all gonna wanna turn your battles back in? Y'all gonna wanna, wanna put them back on the ballot that you left them off of, nah. Mark Jackson? You know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna go into they're gonna come into like the fall, this fall, and they'll be like and they're gonna be on first take and they'll be asking everybody who's the best player in the league, and they're gonna be talking about some shit about LeBron, Stephen Durant again. <laughs> a, bu- a nigga that's gonna be 39 and, and two niggas are 35, 36. They're gonna still do that shit again. Watch. Amazing. Um I guess we should move along, though. Yeah. Um, we are on the precipice of the AEW TV deal being announced this week. We had some dark rumors that I didn't necessarily want to talk about too in-depth last week um, because it just like hadn't been confirmed by enough people what those rumors were. However, there's a lot of smoke to this fire at this point. Um, there's Tony Khan saying there's a big announcement coming Wednesday. Um, there's the upfronts coming Wednesday. Wade Keller wrote a column today. Uh, Joe, Joe Lanza has confirmed these rumors, um, like amongst, you know, the, this is what people were talking about, talking about, it could be like $240 million a year, um, for over five years, you know, 1.1 billion, 1.2 billion, a lot of billion is being tossed around right now. Big predictions. Um, 
we had a cope segment last week, James, that a lot of people on the YouTube clips enjoyed. Uh, Shouts out to everybody in the comments, the new uh, subscribers on the YouTube page. Definitely appreciate you guys leaving the long comments and everything, too. Um, If this comes out, we may have to, like, open the cope segment again because it's like, all right, how long did it like AW has been around for less than five years at this point? Yeah. And it's like WWE got their billion dollar thing for the first time. In 2019, like with the with the whole new Fox and new was it 19 or 18? I think it was eight. It's either it's one of them. Like it was. I'm sorry. It was announced in 18. It got kicked into play in 19. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So they were in business for that long, and we know the TV rights deals are bigger now, obviously, than they were in the 90s and 2000s, things like that. But I'm like, maybe I don't know. It's uh, it's you know they were able to do those things after all these years in business, after having all this name recognition, all this essentially like, yeah, when you think of what wrestling is, oh, you mean WWE? Like, that's that's what what all the advantage, we know all the advantages WWE is operating yeah. for. For AEW to come in under four years or five years and be like, yeah, we're going to get this billion dollars also. I think it says a lot of things. I think it speaks to the strength of AEW as a promotion and how successful it has been um there is a you know a portion of it like yes wwe allowed you know the like kicked in the door with like this this billion dollar stuff right but Mm -hmm. this is not their success does not rest on wwe makes this possible for them i don't i don't believe that at all because why why did like when thing when good things happen for wwe we don't say it's be it's good for wrestling. We say it's good for WWE, right? Because this isn't trickle down economics. But when something's happening good with AEW, it's like, oh, it's great for wrestling. It's all this other stuff. It's like, no, man, say it with y'all chest. This is good for AEW. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I don't understand the hesitance. Um, actually, I do understand the hesitance. It's it's the new spin, whatever. And I was trying to figure out what it is between the Wembley stuff and this. TV deal coming up, whatever it is, right? Because I think me and you have talked about it, and it's like, yeah, man, I think they're set for a pretty big raise, like no matter what, just because of right. like they were able to keep it competitive in the demos, like with Raw, and it's like, all right, one of two things, one of three things is going to happen. Either like the the most unlikely scenario is like, yeah, someone offers less to Raw to WWE for their stuff. That's the most unlikely scenario. Then it's like, all right, the other one is like, yeah. They offer a big raise to AEW somewhere, and WWE stays the same. Or the mm. third option is they both go up, and I think we're getting the third option. They right. both go up, and <clears throat> I think this is uh, this is a phenomenal accomplishment with what Tony Khan and the the whole you know company was able to pretty much do and overachieve, and it's like that. Like all the grinding through the pandemic, the empty arena shows, the the injuries to the roster, the being judged like no other company has ever been judged. These are all the like doing all these things for over the years, like, you know, the the loss of top stars, the gaining of stars, um, the backstage drama that's going on and to come out on the other side. And it's like, yep, 
the risk they took in the beginning and the people were like, yo, we want to do this shit a different way. This shit has led to it's going to lead like possibly to a billion dollars. So like there's mm-hmm. going to be more money for everything. Everyone's going to get paid. Um, and I don't know. Like, like, what do you make all this, James? I mean, we were saying this back, you know, after their first deal. Or when, you know, they got the 150, 140 million dollars, whatever else. And I, you know, always made the joke like that's a Kevin Durant contract they got because they're basically getting 40 million dollars a year for TV. And I was like, hey, man, like you look at this and like they're going to get paid more the next time they get a deal, given how well they're done. And you look at what WWE is doing, like they're going to get paid well uh, or paid more over this. Like get, they're not going to stop at 40. And then, you know, there's another TV show. Um, Yeah, I, I just just seemed inevitable how you know the the 250 million dollar a year thing or 440 million dollar a year i'm not sure on that but like it was to me it was obvious that like they were going to get paid a lot more than 40 fucking million dollars a year um and you know people have you know tossed at that billion dollars thing and i don't know if that's in good faith or not or they're just trying to you know, raise people's anticipation so they can be like, "Oh, it's only oh, they're oh, it's only six hundred million or whatever else." <laughs> we'll see. Whatever it lands, it'll be more than what they were making. And um, like basically, regardless of whatever it's announced or whatever it is announced, like Tony Khan officially becomes like the second most successful promoter in the history of this business. And I and that's the part that interests me because like all these people that have. The Bischoffs, the Conans, the the Cornets, the Disco Infernos, Gotta everybody else crow. got to line up. They're, they've been they, they they have said so much shit, and then at the end, like once this shit comes through, it's gonna be like, oh y'all wrong. How are they gonna cope with this? What's the next spin after this? Because, you know, WCW was a big deal. Smoky Mountain critically was a big deal. What happens when AEW like has sur- surpassed them in, in everything? What what like, left is there for them to complain about other than j- them just being old and no longer need to be listened to? Like, damn, they ain't hiring me. Shit, like that's that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Because, like, bro, we were talking with some of our like non wrestling friends about this, right? And some of our other wrestling friends too had like broached this argument. It's like, all right. Did AEW has AEW surpassed WCW at this point? And I think it's a fair question to have. I think you can be on either side of, right? If you're looking, depends on how you're looking at it. AEW is set to make money that WCW has never made. AEW is set to sell tickets like WCW has never sold tickets. Um, however, Obviously, we know the TV ratings are strong for WCW. Right. You, do you want to point to the landscape of, of cable television and the difference? You can, right? I don't think anything's ever driven conversation like AEW. I don't, you know, I wasn't on the internet that early in the in the 90s to see the way WCW would drive conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was pretty much just watched the show, went to school, talked about it with my friends. Obviously, the NWO was like the biggest thing in the sport. WCW actually was number one at a point. That's true. Right? That's absolutely true. They were number one for, what, a, a year and a half, basically. AEW's like, hasn't been that. But. One thing, J, uh, Jason Solomon, Solomon Monster, you know, he has a segment on his weekly show where he talks about, like, going through the old message boards on the internet, talking about wrestling, and be like, look, 
this thing where you think like wrestling, like the wrestling talk, like talking sphere and online, like has gotten toxic. No, it was always toxic and stupid even 25 years ago. So mm-hmm. like the, so yeah, like your point, like, yeah, it, 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 it was ridiculous back then too. Yeah. So like, I think you like, depending on how you want to look at it, like, AEW like is the biggest non WWE company like and most successful there's ever been. There's a certain way to look at it through those lens lenses. You want to say I'm crazy? Re- please refute me because I still acknowledge like what what WCW was and like I think it's a however you want to look at it at this point. But however, the more this goes on, they are going to lose. Like like Eric Bischoff, he's gonna lose that claim to, to WCW being the second biggest thing outside of WWE and his whole claim to fame. Like he's holding on to that, right? And who knows how long he's got left, like the way this is going. Yeah, yeah. Um But um you are right about the it's good for wrestling thing. And I think a lot of that is from the people that are trying to play it neutral. Because they realize that anything they tweet, positive or negative, about either one of them gets people up in arms. Yeah. Um, and it's like, nah, man. Like, I, I get, I get the general sentiment, but it's like, <clears throat> if there, like, if the big three gets a better TV deal than, or gets a a, a competitive TV deal to the NBA, no one's out here talking about it. it's a it's a it's a great day for for basketball. People look around and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hold on, bro. Like you, so you be like, damn, bro. So like, Doc Rivers made the move into this because he couldn't get another job in the NBA, and he's gonna make the same amount of money. That's crazy. Same, that's crazy. Yeah. Doc Rivers. Look, do they have coaches in the Big Three? I believe they do. Well, Doc need to be one of them because that NBA <laughs> shit, that five on five shit is done for. It's time for the time for the sixes out here. Time for six on the court, not ten. Yeah. We will see what the number says. So, um, with that, like there was these segments. Um, there, there was some news that came out last week. Um, so CM Punk. I don't have too many uh, details on it, but they were there were some pitches that was going on um, that said that he wanted to work with Samoa Joe, uh, and this may be either a wrestling match on the the return date. Or there's some type of program or something like that. Um, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe in 2023. I think the promos would be good. Oh yeah. It it, it is interesting to know that to note that the Jericho thing was there with the meetings and possibly you know this we heard the stories about that and then this one you know. This news like came up out of nowhere, and then in the Adam Cole and Jericho's um, storyline, there started to be like this, uh, like these kind of spoofing of the CM Punk and Young Buck stuff with the orders of protection and uh, not being allowed to be in the same building as somebody. Um, so, like, I want to know: Did this program get snatched off the table? Uh, and then you know, this this Samoa Joe thing get inserted there. What happened here? I feel like there's there's some nastiness brewing somewhere, but um, CM Punk's gonna instead of um doing tribute to Bret Hart, he's gonna do tribute to himself this time maybe. So um, 
<laughs> so uh their matches in 2004, um, I believe Dave gave them five stars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Josh Bottom. Like I don't know how many. At least one of them were. There was three. There were, there were three of them. I think maybe all three got them. Not sure. Something like that. It's something crazy. I, I was talking to Josh. He was telling me he, he didn't like those matches all that much back then. Um, but I've never seen them. So I just know that was a long time ago. And um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens with this. What, what do you make of this matchup? I mean, you know, I, I you know I think Joe's one of the greatest talkers I've ever heard. I think CM Punk makes has made tele- some of the best television that has ever happened in professional wrestling. So um, I think them, you know, being able to do it with some of the s- stuff to call back to, or at least a uh, uh, crib on from the prior days, whatever else is great. Um, they can talk about how you know they can talk about a bunch of different things, whatever else. Um, ultimately the main interest is like what happens when you get them in a match at this stage of the game at their ages and what they've lost, both lost athletically through injuries and, and whatnot in life. Like what, they, what can they, what kind of story can they tell in the ring? And if they can tell, if they can have a great match, fine. Um, cause I, I think, you know, personally, I think both of them have been, have shown that they're capable of having great matches still. I just don't, I just question whether or not they can do it with each other. Right. That's the key because I feel like what unlocked a new version of Samoa Joe, one that um, it, it was it was no secret Joe was looking kind of winded um, towards like the end of NXT, and you know it, it just you know they were trying to put him on commentary for a while. The key to unlocking a newer like a more like a like a like a version of Samoa Joe nowadays that works is young small guys that will basically take the punishment um and you know he had a great match with suzuki too but there's somebody can brawl with yeah, yeah punk's no Minoru suzuki i don't i don't think anybody's under any misgivings right. um, what, what i will say what i will say is if they were to follow in the line of what he did with eddie what cm punk did with eddie kingston i think i think that's like what that's what they should be aiming for like mm-hmm. CM Punk is getting physically overwhelmed by somebody bigger, stronger, and meaner than him, and he has to fight from underneath in these matches in the same way that Kingston did. If they if they follow along that kind of that's the path for success that I can imagine. Like the real like a real one. The stuff of, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go hold for hold. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, like that was never going hold for hold was never quite really a CM Punk thing to begin with. Um Yeah. So so yeah, uh, I think there I think there are ways to actually tell a compelling story and, and have the crowd you know, you know into into these things heavy because you know on the mic they're gonna give you they're gonna make you want to see the match um, or matches. So yeah, um, if they do that, really I'm I'm into it. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, from there, um, I guess we'll we'll just roll into the AW Dynamite review. James, did you catch this week's show? No, because I was watching, I think it was Lakers game, and then I already heard about the news. I was like, well, fuck, there's no point in watching it. So, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch the match. I heard the match is great, but uh, as far as watching it live, I, once I got spoiled on it because fucking Twitter, it happens. You know, like, I'm just going to make, one of these days, I'm going to make a separate account. James Boyd 82 <laughs> or 87.2 or whatever else, just so I can. What oh. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. Like, I'll come up with something just to be like, 
or maybe I'll just, or maybe I'll just make a fake one, like you know, with a million numbers and letters on it, just so like I can just follow my NBA stuff and be or my non-wrestling stuff, and I, and I have the algorithm fuck me over for you know uh, spoilers. You know, back in the old days of Twitter, I think that might have worked. But with that for you tab now, that shit might like send Ooh. that shit right towards your way. Good point. Good point. Um, so uh this was live from Detroit, Michigan. I want to give a big, big shout out to my man uh Black Saber Jr., the Detroit Don, uh all that showed up with the One Nation radio shirt on, uh right there in front of the hard cam, sitting there all night. Who knows? We may got one or two new listeners this week. We welcome y'all, but big shout out uh, to him. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So King of the North says the James Boyd burner sounds wild. Does it, though? <laughs> well, what do y'all let us know in the comments? What do y'all expect from the James Boyd burner account? You know, they're going to say something outrageous that you like. You'll make you laugh because you like that's not James at all. <laughs> Rich, can you confirm he had that shit on? Yes, I can. I can confirm. Um, he indeed had that shit on. Um, so um, another example of um, someone having that shit on. So tonight on Raw, um, I actually had saw uh, my boy backup Hangman had uh, retweeted a photo of Walter and Imperium from the show, and he was you know talking about Walter's godly. I noticed that Walter had that red jacket on. And the rest of the team was wearing red. I was like, mm, interesting. The boys wearing that red again, huh? I didn't know that. I didn't know they brought that back. Know what that means. Vince back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in black, pal? <laughs> but um, let's get to the to the show. Claudio Castagnoli versus Ray Phoenix. The show opens. These men are already standing in the ring, so you know what the fuck it is. Uh, the steps for this match is whoever wins gets a shot at the other's belt. This was spectacular. This is exactly what you um, would imagine that this match that everyone wanted to see was. Uh, Ray Phoenix was one of the best bases in the world versus one of the best flyers in the world. Yes. Um, it was like... the. Like I, I think when you see Phoenix sometimes and you see like his stuff, and then you're just like, "Yep, that's Phoenix. He's incredible." Like, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> this was just like, "Yo, this this isn't fair." Like, like this is just like I don't know if it was just like, "All right, this guy's you know he's holding him in place the right way." Like I don't know what it was, but like he just he exploded off the screen like a blur, and everything was so like there was so much precision in what they did, and um. Claudio was great, just catching him out of nowhere, slamming him around. Um, there were great near falls in this. Uh, this ended up, uh, you know, Casanova getting the win with the Ricola bomb. Uh, I'm probably four and a quarter on this. Uh, so definitely uh, go out of your way to see this one. Yeah, I heard people raving about this match. <clears throat> yep. So after that, we got uh, a cut to the backstage, and then we saw Miro walking around, and he just stopped with Renee Paquette, and uh, they asked him why he was here. He just started staring at her, then he walked in Tony Khan's office. I, I think that's it's funny. It's like, I mean, that is an appropriate answer. Where the fuck you been, bro? No. Um, but as we would see, he, he was not the last person to show up that we ain't seen in a while. 
So we ended up getting four different video packages. I guess we'll just cover them all now um, with the four pillars talking about the title match. This is probably one of the better things that they've done. And it was just like these are all like pre-tapes that they played in about probably like 60 seconds each. Um, I think uh, like MJF basically said he's going to have the most longevity out of all the pillars. Uh, his reign of terror has just begun. And then he mentioned how he's had the best um, singles dog collar match in the history of the sport. He had the best Iron Man match in the history of the sport. None of y'all, the three are even close to me. Like, like what is what is this? He was running them down with the, with the truth. So it was like, mm. <laughs> so that was uh, a lot. But after that, we got a video package uh, recapping the history. Or I'll go back to the uh, uh, the other ones later. But okay. uh, we're recapping the history of John Mosley and Kenny Omega. Uh, obviously, a seminal feud in the promotion's history um, uh, ahead of the cage match. Good video package. After that, we had um. Did they uh, show after, the dud? Uh, you know what? I don't remember. Mm, okay. I don't remember. I would have to uh, rewatch that. I I believe they might have showed. I, I don't think they showed. Obviously, blowing up. I I don't think they did that. They didn't. They didn't show the the, the little sparklers. The the, you know. They didn't show the. the no, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> probably it's probably for the best. Um. So after that, we got FTR coming out. And this was kind of funny, but I was illogical at the same time. Um, they in- invited out their best friend, Mark Briscoe. Uh, instead, uh, Team Jarrett came out. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh. Uh, Sanjay wanted to, to, you know, wanted to answer for the double or nothing challenge from last week. Dax said, you know, we'll accept if you can admit that you're using Mark Briscoe to get him. We didn't talk about it last week. But one of the all-time greatest segments in the history of AEW Dynamite, a five-star segment, the Team Jarrett showing up on the Briscoe farm. Go out of your way to go back and see this if you didn't see it. Uh, just pure comedy, Satnam Singh in the overalls, uh, saying he worked on a farm in India. Um, Sanjay Dutt also... Um, with the uh, overalls on, they're doing the, you know, the don't go messing with the country, boy. You know, they're doing all those dances and all that stuff. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's riding around on his tractor. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Um, But what did Jay Lethal do? Uh, I think was, he was, was just he there. Was he not allowed on the property? You stupid. <laughs> he was just there. You know, well, well he's the, he's the one that Papa Briscoe knows and, and likes because he was like, that's your old friend or whatever. But he was like, y'all, you, what about the rest of these guys? And he was like, what, what is this shit? Like, so, um, <clears throat> but after that, um, back to this segment, <laughs> um, they basically said, uh, you know, you know, Dutt basically denied that he was using uh, Mark Briscoe. Uh, Mark Briscoe then came out, big reaction, came out with the beers for everybody. Uh, he basically said Tony Khan gave me some some good news. Mark Bristow is going to be the special guest referee for the tag match at Double or Nothing. Uh, and then Mark passed out cups for everybody to have a toast. But Sanjay Dutt, you know, uh, misted tequila in Dax Harwood's eyes. Uh, and he was like blinded, kind of. And, uh, you know, Mark was trying to basically, you know, uh, settle everyone down. But Dax Harwood is blind and grabs Mark Briscoe and power drives him. Um, and then, you know, lethal and company, like pretty much jumped out of the ring and they were like, what are you doing at the mark for? But like, he, 
the whole thing was like, you can't see. And it's like, he attacked this man, he can't see. So, of course, he doesn't watch the show, so he'll never know what actually happened. Bingo. Awesome. Um, but, um, yeah, so match is official for Double or Nothing. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus FTR. Let's see the greatness, boys. After that, um, <laughs> we have Renee backstage with Chris Jericho. This was very funny. Jericho's uh, doing doing great here. Um, he said uh, she asked him how he was doing after Adam Cole got the best of him last week, and he was like, he didn't get the best of me. Why do people say things like the best of me? Uh, he said Cole created an unsafe work environment, and he had a court order saying if Jericho's in the arena, Cole's banned. Um, then all of a sudden, Roderick Strong walks in, called Jericho delusional, challenged him to a Falls Count Anywhere fight next week, but he also had a document of his own saying the Jazz is banned from the arena next week. So everyone's banned. Roger Strong versus Chris Jericho next week. Falls count anywhere. Um, what the legal injunctions are clearly being played for comedy. Um, I don't know. I I, I would rather w- go everything go without it. But here we are. Um, Excalibur. Then you know, it's talking about Miro showing up earlier and going into Tony Khan's office. Um, they threw it back to Renee, and then all of a sudden, Thunder Rosa shows up in the shot. And she said, tonight's the night to get some answers. She said, I guess I better go talk to Poppy Khan next. She walks in the office. And then immediately all the jokes start flying. It's like, all the carnies are back. Uh, everybody heard that billion dollars and came running. Um, the uh, <laughs> All the problem children getting ready for collision. Um, <laughs> all that shit. So um, apparently Thunder Rosa, I believe, may still need surgery. I don't know. But um, she was here. Um, after that, we got the Sammy video package. Um, he was saying, so this one was like this babyface inspirational package. So Sammy's like all over the board here. Um, and every like person besides MJF has like an older, like legendary star kind of co-signing them or talking about them. So they bring in Christian for jungle boys. Um, and he, he basically like runs them down. He's saying, but you know, if he has his head on straight together, you know, he can win this fucking title essentially. Like if he gets his head off his ass, um, they bring in, you know, Sammy saying he's a pillar that shouldn't have been here. Uh, Jericho said he brought in Sammy to not be a sidekick, but to be a star completely undoing Sammy's previous, you know, promos and backstory. Uh, Tay Conti then mentioned, you know, the main event is where he belongs. He's born to do this. Sammy said, any kid out there has a dream. He could come true. This was a complete babyface thing. So, uh, make up your fucking mind. Yep. So, um, after that, Tony is then thrown to in a pre-tape, uh, but it's like shot differently. So it was like this isn't like a pre-tape. This is like some other shit. Uh, he said tonight's one of the strongest dynamite cards they've had. Even with that, there are still so many talented wrestlers backstage, and we can definitely provide more content for you guys. So next week, there's going to be a huge announcement on TNT. He said, um, and then he later corrected David Bixen's fan. Everybody said TNT. What? So he said something's happening on TNT. So we'll see um, what what the announcement is. But that sounds like the collision thing. Also sounds like the TV deal. We will. 
see in just over two days. So they bring in Miro, they bring in Thunder Rosa, and then he shows up and says, there are a lot of people backstage, you're not much, much to do, we'll, 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 we'll find places to put them. Yeah, it sounds like they're definitely going to be on this on the punk show. I, I think that's what you were meant to think. Yep. Yeah. So um, after that, we got Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Garcia in an international title match. Just when you think he's going to lose, he does it again. Um, <laughs> this was uh, Garcia basically picking apart his hand, his back, his leg, uh, but all in. A, but and at the end, getting caught on some flash pin shit from uh, Orange Cassidy, um, and it's like you know, we're, I think we're over twenty defenses at this point. Um, but yeah, this was awesome as well. Uh, and um, besides that, I, I don't. Does he really have more defenses in the room yet? Yes, for sure. Okay. Um, but um, he he. One thing to to note was Garcia did a bank statement in this match, and then later tweeted about it, put money, and uh, Mercedes responded to it. So that was pretty funny. Um, Stardom fan, so makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we got another video package uh, showing a Carl Sheeter returning last week. Shout out to man Will Washington. Um, <laughs> but uh, after that, uh, the Outcast basically mocked how Sheeter's back in Japan this week. Uh, they issued a six-woman tag for this week coming up, and Hater and Jamie Hater accept. So this week is a Sheeter, Baker, Hater against Outcast. So oh, yeah. after that, we got Christian Cage coming out for a promo. And the stuff they're trying to do with Dom Mysterio, this is the actual real version of it, I think. The, they're not hitting the button for Christian, but you know he's doing the thing. He takes the mic away. They boo. They, they don't let him talk, but he just blacked out here. Um, this was fucking crazy. Like, this was... <laughs> um, he insults the crowd, basically talking about Detroit and, you know, Detroit is ass and, um, you know, it, it pretty much just, just kills them. He said, you know, he calls himself the number one contender for the TNT title. He said, why are there so many people with daddy issues in AEW? Uh, he talked about Warlow's father, but he said he wasn't famous, so he's not going to, like, waste too much time doing that. Um, he said that, you know, Warlow found a father figure in Arn Anderson who was looking for a son himself, except that you know, uh, Brock Anderson already works here. <laughs> um, and, you know, That's that, great. He, you know, Arn, he basically, you know, threw his own kid to the side for Warlow when he saw the Warlow train taking off and he's going to take all the credit. Uh, he said, you know, Arn Anderson called himself a legend, but, but, uh, you know, why? Essentially, he's like, you know, you're the sidekick to Ric Flair and, and Tully Blanchard did all the work. That makes you a legend. And he was frying Arn Anderson up like catfish. Uh, I I would text Floyd, but Floyd's phone was broken. Um, get, get get your phone right, Floyd. Uh, but did, they're did he break it at WrestleMania? So loud. I don't believe so. Um oh. It'd be better for Storm. He should have WrestleMania. He should have broke at WrestleMania. I I would have threw the phone personally. All them pictures and videotape for what? <laughs> Just throw that shit. Yes, Edge was better chance. Um, Yikes! Yeah, we're we're we're, we're there. They cap. were cap. It was a lot of boos. <laughs> yes, ultimate cap. Um, and then he said he's going to take the the TNT title from Warlow. This was incredible. Um. Yeah, run it up. Um, <laughs> like, was he in the shoulder neck? Of course. 
My dog. Of course. Okay. Um, we got a video package after that um, on Darby. He's at his house training by skateboarding. He's like, yeah, man, my style, my wrestling style is reckless, so I don't like train to wrestle. Like, I, I ride an ATV and skateboard to wrestle and take risks. That's, like, that's my bullshit. style. Risky. <laughs> you know? This man is a great technical wrestler tomorrow. You know, I just, you know, I've got a few different persona. You know, I don't really be thinking about wrestling. I just do shit. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, knock his on. I just do it, brother. <laughs> like Darby Allen, how do you how do you how do you do the the coffee drop? You know, I just go up there and do it, brother. That's it. <laughs> oh my god! He said to be in uh, the the champion of AEW means he can give back to wrestling what it's given to him. He was there with his dad, um, showing the half pipes and all that. They played uh, a Sting insert saying, you know, Darby got into wrestling the similar reason that he did. He said, um, you know, Darby said he's going to become the champion. Julia Hart and Anna J have a no holds barred match. Huh? Julia Hart and Anna J in a no holds barred match. They've been having a feud on Rampage uh, the past couple months. They actually had a match. I knew the match was announced. I didn't know it was no holds barred. Yeah, because they're For up what? in the ante. Is this is a Detroit. Re- well, you know. Um, they've been feuding for quite a while. They've been doing some attacks and stuff like that, and you know they want to run it. And the no holds barred is probably the best uh, option for for these two uh, at this stage of the game. So Hill versus Hill. I don't think it's quite like that. I think Julia Hart is like a pseudo. Julia face. Hart gets cheered, but 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 she's on a faction. Of, but she's with a faction of Hills. And she helps them cheat in matches. Walk with me, yes. Um, okay, but when um, this wasn't good. This wasn't absolutely <laughs> terrible. No, no. <laughs> Let it sit there. This wasn't good. This wasn't good. Okay, we're gonna start it right there. This wasn't good. Um, I think oh, that <laughs> the last match they had was actually bad. This one, they just did some shit with the, you know, they hit each other with shit, and there wasn't like really much going on here. So, um, Julia Hart ended up getting the win. Um, whatever, I, not not really much more to uh, to say on this one. But um, no, that's it. Yeah, you know, Anna Jay's usually better in the street fight environment. You know, um, that one time she was. Uh, no, nah, m- multiple times, multiple times, multiple times. Um, okay, yeah, so. Um, you know, Julia's got the entrance there everybody likes, and she she wor- mouths the words to her song uh along with it at the same time as it plays, and it's so, like you so know, this, so this uh, uh what's it called? Scarlet Scarlet, and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, who yeah, gives I, shit? I don't know. It's she can lip sync her words. I mean, so does yeah. so could Shawn Michaels too. Who gives yeah, a shit? Uh, you know, that's, that's supposed to mean something? I think that's you know, this is these are the things that are getting them over right now, but um after that Renee was backstage with best friends and bandito and the injured orange cassidy hold said on, hold on. do you think that do you think that trish stratus could have wrapped uh, the little kim down to the ring would that have made her a bigger star who would we have given more of a shit she could not have wrapped that <laughs> you don't no way <laughs> like like if Miz comes down to the ring, he's like, "I came to play." Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Why does this matter? Am I, am I missing something here? I uh, it's just just a thing. Okay. Um. um so 
Orange Cassidy was back there and said, you know, there's room for three more titles in his, in his backpack. He's basically saying go win the trio's belt. So they were the best amigos uh, with Bandito. And, um, you know, they asked what was their house rules match, which caught the best friends off guard, caught me off guard because they've gone over the house rules stuff before. I don't pay attention anytime they do it. There's like some no DQ. There's like a 20 count thing. Um, I don't know. Um, so Trent basically said no spooky witches ringside, which basically refers to Julia. Uh, she was there, you know, in the previous match. So best friends Bandito walked out. Orange Cassie said he's exhausted. Um, and Renee agreed she was as well. Because she was all over the place <laughs> uh, throughout the night, running around like Meanie Jean Okerlund. Um, but after that, we got the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews taking on the Best Amigos, obviously Best Friends of Bandino. And they had an uh, open house match. And apparently, in the um, the rules written for the House of Black trios match, they have to turn all the lights in the building off and like it's a spotlight on the ring essentially, but like everything's black around it. So it's like, I immediately see this shit and I'm like, turn these goddamn lights on. And it, and I'm just like, I'm completely taken out of match from there. I'm like, what is this WWE derivative, like fiend derivative shit that that's going on here? Like the funny lighting in the matches, like I don't want to see it. I didn't like the red lights. I didn't like the Sankara lights. I don't like this shit. Um, I was completely taken out of the match on this. Um, and I have no review for you. I'm sorry, but um, I couldn't get past it. Uh, the House of Black won, and we were on to Minneapolis. You know, it, it's it's, it's too much. Match? Um, I would have to take a look at that. Someone in the comments, please find us the cage match rating on this. Um, so, like, I, and here's the problem with it. It's not just that I don't like mm. it, right? The problem is from a performance standpoint. And I learned this by watching the Ray Charles movie. When you turn the lights off on the crowd, it encourages them to shut up. It's like just a human subconscious thing. Oh, we're supposed to be watching the performance. Like, but in wrestling, you want the crowd to react. So, like, it kind of is like hustling backwards to me to turn the lights off. And then it's like just this, you know, uh, you know, these guys in the ring. Like, you might hear the, the murmur in the background, but it's like, no, nah, man, like, I, you know, I not feeling it. They should, they should, tr- if they're going to do the house rules thing, they can try something else, I think. But, man. I seem to recall 6.54 is the rating. Um, so I seem to recall, you know, when the elite had these trios bells, everybody was wanting to get them to the house of black to do something with them. And, you know, I was hearing the, the detractors say they were just tired of, of the, you know, they, they just got to get them off the elite. It's been enough time. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, man, elite was giving us the best seven. Elite was giving us a shit versus top flight. What? Like, <laughs> So, um, yeah, not feeling it thus far. After that, though, main event time. Oh, excuse me, the Jack Perry one. Um, said he's living out his dreams that he had as a kid. Christian Cage popped in, said if he can get his head out of his own ass, he can win the AEW title. 
there was a reason that he aligned himself with that pillar of AEW. Um, Jungle Boy said it, uh, MJF wrestles four times a year while um, <laughs> Jack is the devoted to become the best um, wrestler in the world by putting in time in the ring. Uh, he said basically double or nothing is going to be spectacular. And, um, you know, in my opinion, this was like probably some of the best like pillar stuff they've done. Like I thought they, they completely ran into the ground at one week, but then everything that's recovered since then, I think they've, it's been solid enough. It's not, it's not to the standard of what I will want for, you know, your traditional AW championship storyline. But I think mm-hmm. anybody that's saying this is the worst, uh, storyline for the AW title. I would encourage you to go rewatch that John Mosley MJF uh, stuff from 2020 when MJF oh, was shit. like pretending like he was Trump. Trump. Like, <laughs> like I, I would encourage you to watch that. And he was wrestling the lawyer in the ring and shit. Like, you know, I, I would encourage you to check that out. Um, and, and look, the last Mosley MJF buildup wasn't all that hot either. So, like, let's not, you know, get sudden amnesia here. Um, but. Like I think this match ultimately is going to be spectacular, but you know, not everybody is, has liked this. They've you know, the warts on each guy have come out a little bit, but I think these are things that you know these guys got to go through. Like you know, Jungle Boy's twenty five, uh, you know, MJF's twenty seven. Like they're going to go through things not going exactly well in your program or whatever. But <laughs> the good thing is. They will ring the bell for you, and you have a chance to essentially like mulligan most of this shit. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I expect the match to be fantastic, but you know, it just feels it feels but that by them doing this and setting it for the pay per view that like they have exposed that like this pillar shit is not worthy of being the main event of a show. Uh, to me, um from the stuff you know you have described over the last month um i'm into the match because i want to see the match but as far as like the entry of who do i think leaves with the belt is like it better be fucking mjf um so yeah uh, that's that's kind of where i am on it um but to be fair i have not watched shit i've only been hearing people's accounts for this stuff so you know take take from that um you know um that limited view or perspective on it so the main event, cage match from John Moxley and Kenny Omega, steel cage match. I think this is their best match. Really? Um, yes. This was like, <laughs> like, all right. I really like that first one a lot. Mm-hmm. And maybe that one is their best match, like from a wrestling standpoint, right? I this I one, mean, if not for the fucking dud, I think that the, the barbed wire match is their best match. Yeah, so like, like I'm I'm interested to see what you think when you see it. Like, okay. kind of put yourself in the mind frame of like not knowing what the fuck was about to happen because this that I think that was a real big key because the reason I like this I was talking about it the other day I was like they were setting the whole thing up throughout the whole match and like you had like kind of no idea why they were doing these things or whatever. There's a portion in the match where Moxley rips off the fucking turnbuckles pads and rips off the hooks of the shit and then fish hooks Kenny with the joint in his mouth and he takes it or whatever. The turnbuckle. Right? Okay. Yes, like the, the, the fucking hook that's on the turnbuckle. And yeah. then they leave it alone or whatever. And then there's just this kind of natural point where Moxley 
is on the almost on the apron or whatever and then kenny charges him with a v trigger and then the cage breaks down or whatever like and it's like it, but kenny lands like on his dick on the freaking uh like the the part of the the uh cell and it was like all right is he gonna like tear his entire groin or his knee or something and it's like it's a miracle that it, that that didn't happen it was one of the coolest kind of looking visuals like from how it all got set up it was like this is fucking spectacular and it and it didn't cross my mind they were doing this even to open the cage until like after or whatever mm, but okay. and i'm like that's like it's almost like uh remember when Shawn michaels like the whole deal with the cameraman and that hell in a cell it was like all right. right why did they do that oh it was to open the cage kind of but like it wasn't done in like this cheap way um they did lots of violent shit in here they brought back the broken glass and a call back oh to their their first match uh, of course these guys are fucking psychos uh, they started this match with like um like basically um uh you know um this whole thing started with, with brian damson was on commentary uh Castagnoli and Wheeler attacked Kenny ringside, but the Bucks ran out. They fought fought them off. Uh, this ended with like Nick Jackson doing like a sprint dive on the Will Yuta and Claudio, and then like Omega Moxley got in the cage. They started with the slugfest. They um you know like there was like you can't escape stuff. They were pulling out barbed wire, wrapped steel chairs, throwing it on each other, jumping on the steel chairs like on Moxley, um, and then Omega was jumping on it. Um, Kenny uh, had the uh, like uh, John Moxley was whole back just fucking bleeding. Kenny's back ends up bleeding at a certain point. Um, uh, And basically, you know, it was just like more violence, more violence, throwing each other into the cage, uh, hitting each other back, hitting or Moxley hitting them back with the barbed wire uh, chair shots to the back. Danielson smiling and doing the sickos meme the whole time. Um, and then, you know, the Kataro Crusher body slam on the chair. Uh, Moxley, you know, pretty much answered him, suplex, superplex him on the chairs the correct way. Um, <laughs> there, the, he un, as I mentioned, he unscrewed that turnbuckle, used the wrench um, on his on his mouth and like, you know, kind of pulled it. This the whole thing was was great. Um, and this was like, you know, they were chanting, you sick fuck at, at Moxley and all that stuff. Um, you know, he as I mentioned, he grabbed like the bag, broken glass, because of course these guys are, they love it. Um, Kenny gave him a net breaker, tried to one wing angel, but then it was a rear naked choke. The spot was <laughs> the rear naked choke, but Kenny picks him up, kind of falls back. Moxley lands on the glass. Um, oh. And it was just like, you know, like Kenny like rolled through the 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 pile driver attempt gave him the knee uh for you know the whole crowd's going fucking crazy uh they get to their feet huge striking battle like, these dudes really slapping each other in the face and shit and I think Kenny kind of caught him uh tough at one at one of them for real um then they do that whole V trigger thing where they go through the cage essentially and that shit is like it was just like i can't believe he didn't get injured i was in awe at the spot and then it was just like what the fuck is going on here and then um you know moxley recovered first he got back in and grabbed the screwdriver at the ringside and he was going after kenny with it uh but all of a sudden don Callis gets in the cage grabs it out of his hand essentially 
Kenny retakes control, ends up getting him in position for the one wing angel, gives him the one wing angel, one, two, and then Don Callis comes out the corner like a fucking scoundrel, stabs Kenny Omega in the head, turns on him to the shock of the audience. That crowd, it, it, it just went silent. Like it was like, I can't believe this happened. And, you know, with a big like gasp, essentially. Um, and it was like, holy shit everybody's like kind of looking at Don like what the fuck are you doing there's no real embrace at all between Callis and Moxley or anything but um from there um Moxley rolls on top of him pins him one two three and you know he leaves and then Callis you know thought he we thought he was gonna hit him again with a screwdriver but he didn't he whispers something to him kisses him on his cheek throws him down Callis walks off Super angle at the end, red hot, crowd insane, great match. Of course, you know, we'll finish with the angle there and all that, but I would so, take this. I'll take this 10 out of 10. Like, like I'll take this like 10 days out of the week. Uh, I'm going four and three quarters on this. Um, and, you know, I thought this this was a super angle at the, at the, at the end of the show. And uh, Don's going to speak next week. Um, and he's, he's, he's turned on Kenny. Finally, it finally happened. And well, you know, that clears the door to do what look, you want to be pushed as a baby face, top baby face world champion. You can't have Don Callis next to you. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, I've wanted this for years now. I've wanted Don Callis away from Kenny Omega. I wanted him to screw him so they could pull the trigger so they can do the babyface thing. I wanted that for years. Um, so I'm happy. I, I'm happy that happened. Um, and um, you know, I hate the to rest see of, family go out like this. Say again. I hate to see family go out like this. Yeah, if you say so. But um, yeah, man. Like, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I've been waiting for years for like the, the you know, I said to see you. I think off air. This was even was this even two months ago? And I was like, look, man, do you remember I was like, do you remember like the uh the Grand Slam like running V trigger that uh Omega gave Danielson? I like I told you like I like two less than two months ago, like, bro, I've wanted him to I wanted Kenny Omega to hit Cows one of them shits for years. And now I now I have my opportunity. When he blasts this nigga with that knee, I am this going to I am I am going to go into another realm of existence uh for the happiness that i'm going to uh, uh that's going to wash over me it's going to be amazing um yeah man like the the callous stuff has been was so overbearing and it made me dislike uh not dislike but like it made me not uh enjoy kenny omega as much because the shit was so annoying and like now it's gone and we're, we're, on, we're on to better days much better days um, I love the Callis and Kenny pairing, and um, I think you know, like all good things, you know, you gotta gotta let it run its course. Um, after a while, and you know, if there's a certain way you want to go with Kenny, what makes sense? This is always like you know, I called it years ago. I was like, they're gonna use like they put Callis there with them, and they're gonna springboard them off of Callis, and it's gonna be big. And, so do you think Callis uh, goes with Osprey or do you think he goes with MJF? You know, I don't think he goes with MJF. Um, but 
as far as like I think one person to not forgetting all this is Takeshita. The person ah, that he's yeah. been he's been recruiting has been Takeshita. Takeshita also got his head busted by the BCC. Does Don and and Takeshita like was it was he really recruiting him for the BCC? Who knows? Um, are they going there? This whole thing, you know, seems like there's an Abushi setup waiting to happen. Mm. You know, to, to come in to even the size. Uh, of course, Hangman's due to come back at some point, but this whole thing with with Don, I think. This leads to Kenny versus Takeshita at some point, and that's going to be off the charts, sens- sensational. Um, and it's, um, you know, I, I fully expect the promo to be like, yeah, you know, you, you're not who you who you say you are no more. I see the weakness in you, and you know, like a good carny scoundrel, I I've I found some, some new hotness essentially. Um, oh, Don and Jay White would be cursed. Yuck. Um, <laughs> But um, I think um, you know this whole thing's gonna be this whole thing's gonna be great, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to taking the ride and can't wait to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, like as far as like um, like there was something else that I, that I wanted to mention, but Remo still try still uh, blackmailing uh, Matt Jackson. <laughs> I think that's happening on BT, and it's it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Um, but Kenny um, ended up giving an interview that was after the show that was basically saying, you know, I can't trust, you know, my, I can't trust my friends. I can't trust my family. And it was like, the, some people were kind of like decoding so that to be like, he knows, right. Like that he knows like the bucks, like, like, like some people were saying like, yeah, he knows. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But, um, pretty I mean, excited. Like, no, like these BTE gives you like the impression, like a more uh, fleshed out impression. These are three dimensional characters that are real people. He's gone from airport to airport, stop to stop, met people all across the world. And no one has asked him, talked to him about the part where Matt, Matt gave the blessing for him to go out there and get his head larried it off. Like, no, we're all good fans. We we wouldn't we wouldn't say no shit like that. So no, but we're not. But that, that that's why it's like so unreasonable that it's like oh he, he his whole entire time over now like two fucking years he hasn't uh he hasn't um you know seen what happened. It's like and also he said he's going to review it eventually anyway. It's like oh so not why will you now get around to it? What the fuck? Fans, so, the elite fans so, don't yeah. snitch. You know you know down down benefit us like Tony Khan says. You know you know you know what do we bet? What do we gain from that? You know, um, but yeah, like this is this is all set up. I would and, say, what, what what do you gain from that? Like, I don't know. Maybe people resolving uh, their conflicts like adults. But then again, you know, Hangman. Instead of saying I want to leave the group, he said, "Hey, let me screw these good have a title shot." So I forgot they don't handle these things like adults. Yeah. So never exactly. mind. My bad. Um, <laughs> but uh. As far as like where it's going at the pay per view, I don't know. I don't know if it's a group combat match. Uh, I I feel like it's Kenny versus Takeshi at the pay per view. Personally, mm. I could be wrong, but um, there's there's a lot of parts here. Um, good news: Matt Jackson is cleared, so he's 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 got some kind of kind of good blessing from you know the healing, you know whatever the fuck he's, he's done to get you know himself back right. Um, it could be Anarchy in the Arena, as Build Mafia is saying. 
but Don Callis got to feel it. He's he's got to feel one of the greatest V triggers of all time. Uh, I will say this though. I, I remember what I was gonna say. The Don Callis turn on Kenny light years ahead of the Gato turn on Okada. My God. You remember that chair shot that Gato gave Okada? So where do you rank it? So you put it do you put it okay, you put it above that, but do you put it uh above Money in the bank when uh when Heyman screwed over Punk because that was incredible. I loved you, I loved you, and he fucking threw. And, he, and then he bust that man head with that lateral accident too. So you he know, got juice with it. You know, uh, well he got he got the juice here too. So like I I would say it's on par with, okay. with that. No, that's sure. an old timer then. Yeah, like it, it's just like I think everyone was so shocked. This is like one of the most shocking things like I think in a promotion's history. It ain't shocking um, to me because think about it. How did their last match? Or sorry, not the last match, but like their second match in AEW. Yeah. Or um, I, you know, I used to say that like outside of the first match, every match had fucking fuck fuck finishes or not fuck finish, but like interference and in all of them. So it was like, oh, okay, they're doing another one of those. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, but, you know, I'm happy because look, get him away. So I don't know. I don't know where Don goes from here, but hell. He's got a he's 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 got a great interview coming, I imagine, on uh, Wednesday. So I'll be there, ready to hate because you know Don has made an enemy of me now. One you thing know? I will say is though, like when they do the interview, I'm pretty sure when Kenny Omega's music hits and he shows up, there will not be Mac Jackson talking about how uh, Don Callis uh, helped his relationship with his father. So he so please don't murder him. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, not great. Yeah, um, but yeah, is Callus going to the E? <laughs> Stupid, <laughs> highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. You know, it's time for me to go. You know, I had that sit down, I had that sit down talk with uh with Tony, and I, you know, and you know, I I told him like I got family over there, and I, that's why I pretend to go. Okay. Good riddance. Kira rocks, Callis. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, but he, he got to feel it. He done made an enemy of me now. And, um, you know, it's fucked down Callis for life now. So, uh, you know. Well, welcome. Welcome to the yeah. members. I've been here for stupid. years. You stupid. No, no Don, Don not only turned on Kenny, he turned on all of us, you know. So. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad, you got to feel it. I'm just glad that you finally see it through my eyes for all these years. I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been saying, hey man, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. I can't wait for this to happen, and I can't wait for this man to get his jaw jacked with a knee. I can't wait. <laughs> he done betrayed my dog. You know, it's just a matter this, of time. This, this, this is sad, man. This is, this is, this is bad, man. This is bad. I, I didn't want to see this, but now that we're here, you know. It's time to ride. Ride on our enemies. And our enemies is Don Callis. But um, that's all I have for AEW. Yeah, man. I think that's it of the show. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah, man. Uh, So, hold on. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to raise one of app you're using to listen to this with. Uh, I see that Rich does not have links to our uh, PayPal or our Cash App on here, so so I'm going to suggest that you go to our show notes and uh, links into the uh, into our uh, show notes descriptions in the podcast, and go to our circle there and donate there, and listen to the other shows on the network. Uh, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Happy birthday to show. Josh too! Sorry, 
said happy birthday to Josh too. Yeah, happy birthday to Josh. Yes, yes, yes. He gave me hell because I didn't show up to his thing. Gave me hell. He's like, look, man, I gotta sleep at some point. It happens. <laughs> Plays fuck up. Um, yeah, I slept through the alarm. Like I said, I went to sleep at five. I didn't sleep at all for all of Friday night. Uh, I had to be up for someone's baptism in the morning, and I was like, this Lakers game's running long. I got to get up at for a 7.30 workout thing. Should I sleep for like two, three hours or just thug it out? And I was like, look, man, I sleep. When I'm supposed to get eight hours of sleep and I get three hours of sleep, I'm dragging ass the whole day. Just thug it out. Thugged it out. Did the stuff I need to do in the morning. And um, James, question from the um, chat. Is the Mecca show up yet? It got put up. Now, I don't know if it's in entirety, but like the gauntlet got put up. Uh, today or the gotcha. morning at least um, we'll cover that like I think right now they're only like have uh, maybe half just over half of the golden week stuff up so far so it's like I, there's no point in covering because like I just get it all done next week when they actually have all the shit up so we'll cover it then um, and then we'll also you know by that point in time because what's the date uh, yeah yeah we'll cover all the golden week stuff over the last over the last you know uh, from a couple weeks ago, and then we'll basically preview the pay-per-view uh, Flashing Champions. So, we'll do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, back to what I was saying. Like, had an alarm, went to sleep at 5 p.m., and set my alarm for 6.30 to get up for Josh shit. Your boy, your boy slept right through that motherfucker and didn't wake up until, like, 8 or something like that. Yeah, so, um, my bad, Josh. Sorry, man. Um, he said he had he and I was like, all right, that's fine. I set up the match. He he didn't. Right. I I never got back a date or a time. Oh man. Yeah. Well, let's get it going, man. Yeah. Josh ducking these chops. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, the other shows besides One Inch Radio and Keep It Strong Style, you have Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Gorman Washes Shit, Eight uh, Bit Suplex, uh, The Grave Consequences. <laughs> Uh, all things elite, great mass generator, uh, meet the press slam, and uh, get in the ring. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.